So last week we watched Mrs. Brown's Boys, which is an Irish show, and we were talking about how the east coast of Canada, Newfoundland specifically, seems pretty similar to Ireland with a similar kind of accent, although it's a little sillier in Newfoundland. No offense, Newfoundland. <laughs> but the Irish Catholic stuff, a lot of that, similarities and stuff. So uh, we're from eastern Canada, but not from Newfoundland, Canada. But, you know, a sort of similar part of the world. But uh, it made you think of this show Codco that I'm surprised that I, I have just like so little memory of it. Like... I guess I kind of maybe knew it was a thing, but it's one of these cases where I honestly never would have thought of this show again if you hadn't brought it up, which seems surprising to me because as I looked into it, it's it seems like a show I should remember more, but I just honestly, I just don't. <laughs> so uh, what well, are your memories of Codco? I think Codco? it was produced in the 1970s, and I watched a lot of it in the early 1980s. Well, you were just a little small kid when that was very popular, and those actors went on to other things like... Uh, Mary Walsh and Kathy Jones and um, the brother Jones, they went on to This Hour is 22 Minutes right? and, and other things. So Codco had, didn't have that long of a, of a lifespan, but uh, when it was on, oh boy, she was good. Yeah, I guess that's the thing is, yeah, so obviously I don't even have a ton of info about it, but here's my little bit. Codco is a Canadian comedy troupe from Newfoundland, best known for the sketch comedy series which aired on CBC from 1988 to 1993, five seasons and 63 episodes. And as you said, the show started in the 70s as a series of plays called Cod on a Stick focused on stereotypes about Newfoundlanders, such as the prevalence of the cod fishing industry, which is why they keep bringing up this cod stuff. So uh, they were doing these, these plays in the 70s and various different people in the troupe. And after working on many different projects, they reunited in 1986 as Codco for a benefit show in St. John's. And it went so well that they developed the TV series. And for most of its run, this is why I'm surprised I didn't remember it more. For most of its run, Codco aired immediately following Kids in the Hall. So it was like an hour. It was half an hour of Kids in the Hall and then half an hour of Codco. And then after Codco, Mary Walsh and Kathy Jones became half of the satirical news show This Hour is 22 Minutes. So I, I mean, I remember you know, Kids in the Hall extremely well from when I was a kid. And then by the time this hour is 22 minutes, <laughs> just let that go. And by the time this hour is 22 minutes uh, was running, I was a teenager. And for anyone who doesn't know that show, if you're not Canadian, it's, uh, it's a lot like The Daily Show. It's like a, a fake news show. It was one of the first ones of those. But I remember liking that show a lot too. So I suspect that as a kid, I just found... Uh, kids in the Hall easier to digest because it was sort of sillier and just, you know, it was more goofy. And then by the time this hour's 22 minutes was on, I was old enough to appreciate the, this political satire stuff a little more. From the little bit I read about Codco, it just seems like maybe it just missed me because it seems like it was more of not only regional uh, jokes, which I didn't get, you know, I didn't know about Canadian stuff, let alone Newfoundland stuff at all back then. And if it did have more of a satirical political bent, that wouldn't have that would have gone right over my head also. So I think Codco maybe just just was the wrong time in my life, because uh, for a show that was on right after Kids in the Hall, it's very weird that I don't remember it. <laughs> that alone should have guaranteed that I remember it. Now, see, I don't remember it being in that time slot either. I remember watching it very early in the morning when you kids had gone to school. Right. And it was on and oh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> but I don't re I don't remember it being in that vein when I would have been watching Kids in the Hall 
in this hour has 22 minutes either. I don't remember it being in that, like, cut between them. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we were watching things during rerun times or and something. And maybe there was something else on on some other channel between that time slot that uh, that I let you kids watch. And I, because I knew I could watch God Go the next day in the morning. Yeah, we might have just flipped over. The other thing I remember, maybe it was more during the This Hour's 22 Minutes time, but there was the, the Royal Canadian Air Farce. Oh, yes. So in a lot of these cases, there is like, I guess just because the shows are together, doesn't guarantee you're going to watch them. Because I, I always watch This Hour's 22 Minutes, but I generally didn't watch Air Farce because I just didn't like it as much. So maybe maybe that's the same thing. You know, yeah, with Codco, it's like, yeah, let's just see what else is on. Oh, look, there's ALF <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that very well could be. <laughs> yeah. And if you kids were making enough stink and I wanted to watch Codco, well, it's easier just to say, oh, yeah, yeah, watch whatever you want. I'll watch Codco when you're at school. So there. So, uh, yeah, so this, I found these episodes, there's a lot of them on YouTube, but I got these specifically from uh, the Internet Archive, which is just an archive. People post stuff that is uh, supposed to be stuff in the public domain. I don't think Codco is, but I think nobody cares. And it was clearly never released on DVD or anything because these recordings are pretty low quality. I mean, relatively speaking, it's low quality compared to a, an official release, but for just old tapes, clearly this just came off people's old VHS. In that sense, these are actually pretty good quality, so I can't complain. So I just grabbed three random episodes. I got season one, episode one, and season five, episode 13. So one from the start, one from the end. And then for the random middle one, season three, episode four. So uh, just some random codcos. And uh, yeah, I just assume that it'll make a lot more sense to me now that I've been to different parts of Canada. I've got friends from Newfoundland. I just, I understand regional context a lot more, where when I was a kid, I mean, I really, I just assumed, I didn't even know Canada was different than America. It wasn't even until I moved to New York that I really clued in that like, oh yeah, no, America is different, annoyingly different. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, differences within Canada, no chance. I would never get it at all. So I assume it's going to work better for me nowadays. Or if there's like political type satire stuff. I mean, that's not my favorite kind of comedy in the world, but I'll have a lot more uh, context for it also. That's what the interesting thing about this hour is 22 minutes. It doesn't seem like that should have necessarily been something I liked because, again, it was just the fake news. But I did. I, I did like it. But, well, you know. it was based in Halifax. So um, that maritime flavor, you probably picked up on that because you're a maritimer. Yeah. I don't know, though. I don't know that I did. Maybe, though. <laughs> but the Newfoundland story is so different from the rest of Canada because they were part of Britain until 1949. And when they became part of Canada, it was a real big issue for for those people. I think the vote to join Canada was really, really close. It was like 48%, 49%, really close, though, half and half. So you, I think you'll find in CODCO a whole lot of references to Newfoundland in that transition period. I, I think even to this day, the Newfoundland feels that it is separate from or different from the rest of Canada because it was its own nation more or less until until yeah like about 1949 1950 so they don't kind of some of them might I don't think they feel like they're really part of the unified Canada right. they're they're their own their own people their own culture their own their own codco <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I've definitely I've noticed that even just anecdotally just in my own life that uh you know, the east, eastern part of Canada, we're already virtually invisible because you've got Ontario, which is where Toronto and Ottawa, that's the big part of Canada. 
Then you got Quebec, which is enormous and super French and also always threatening to secede and go do their own French thing. So you got to get through both of those before you get to us. Nobody ever thinks about the east coast of Canada. We're easily the most overlooked part. So in my mind, the least we could do is stick together, right? We don't need to further break ourselves into pieces. But I remember mentioning to one of my friends from Newfoundland, I lumped in Newfoundland as part of the Maritimes. And oh, no, no, you can't do that. It's part of Atlantic Canada, but the Maritimes is only New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and PEI. And I was like, sorry, geez, okay, fine. Like, to me, that's ridiculous. But it was like not, not a question. Like, no, no, this is very much, we're not the Maritimes. And I'm like, whatever, <laughs> whatever. No, but you will find when you watch Codco, there's definitely a Newfoundland flavor that is quite different than the rest of the eastern part of Canada. Right. At Maritimes. Yeah, I mean, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. I think you'll I mean, find it. The accents are obviously more strong, but besides that, maybe. I mean, again, uh, sure, but I mean, everything's different. I'm sure, like, you know, somebody from uh, Saskatchewan would be upset if I lumped them in with Alberta, but nobody outside of the area cares at all. <laughs> it's, it's very much one of those. Newfoundland is like, when we talk about the Wild West, Newfoundland is like the Wild East. Right. That's that's what makes it stand out. Is it's different. So let's watch. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a weird show. <laughs> I'd say, like, because we, you know, started at the start and then the middle and the end. It started pretty weird, and it definitely progressively got weirder. <laughs> so. Yep, there you have it, though. It's uh, definitely a, a different kind of humor. Yeah, I guess I can see why if I did, you know, let it play when I was a kid, maybe after Kids in the Hall or whatever, because even now I just find it a little hard to to sink my teeth into it. Like I was saying to you as we were, were watching it, maybe, you know, it's just, uh, you know, comedy's subjective anyway. And then when you take comedy out of its uh, decade that it's from, that's always weird too. Like it's hard to go back to old 60s, 70s comedy also. So I just, for, for a lot of these sketches, I just feel like I needed an extra bit at the start or at the end to just kind of ground me and like, like what is going on I, this is overall the feeling i had is like these are obviously really talented people and they would say funny things and funny stuff would happen but there's something about like a kids in the hall sketch where you just you get the premise and in this i'm like i don't even know what the premise yeah, is in kids in the hall there's in each skit there's a beginning a middle and an end this one oftentimes it's just like the middle yeah, yeah the middle exactly yeah and it's, it's obviously all the pieces are there and you can see why you know, those people went on to do stuff like this hour's 22 minutes and whatever. But uh, yeah, like all the pieces are there. The people are obviously talented. The production values are pretty good, especially for a Canadian show. Everything looked good. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, just kind of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I mean, I'm sure I, I understood it more so now. At least, you know, now I get, you know, like the various sex jokes and stuff. Definitely at the time it was out, there's... It's not surprising that this one passed me right by. <laughs> like, I would just... And it's not surprising that uh, it didn't last, because they were getting pretty close to the wire with stuff that was um, 
controversial. Yeah, actually, I, I did read a thing, and I mean, it did okay. It lasted like five seasons, but uh, there was a, a specific sketch, I guess, about um, priests. It's like a pleasant conversation with Irish priests, and it's just them basically talking about how do you deal with uh, not being able to get married and you know, it's like I, well, the, the priest, he's like so removed from sex that he's talking to a gay priest and his gay priest friend is like, so, uh, so what do you even fantasize about? And the main priest is like, I'm not sure. I, I see the buttocks, but I never in my imagination and never turn around to see what's on the other side. So I'm not even sure if I'm gay or straight, you know, like just, uh, but anyway, that was apparently controversial enough. CBC refused to air it until later they did in like a retrospective show but yeah that's a good example i guess of like they were pushing boundaries but it does feel very similar to kids in the hall also in that sense because that guy tommy sexton is he was gay in real life much like scott thompson is gay in kids in the hall so the two things you know they're clear contemporaries but again it's like kids in the hall it was just just clearer (laughs) yeah well each kid had a beginning and a middle and an end these ones uh well and and they would cut them off like to be continued to be continued to be continued um which is which is fine but oftentimes when the continuation picked up it wasn't like uh as if there'd been no break it again started in the middle (laughs) and you can see too i mean obviously not all those people went on to this hour's 22 minutes only half of them did or whatever but the this hour's 22 minutes format it's sort of similar stuff where Codco would have like the talk show segments about whatever the social issue of the day was or the Norman Mailer guy getting up and talking about I'm a man and uh, even the actual news lady what was her name Barbara oh Barbara Fromm right all of those types of things in this hour's 22 minutes again the uh, the context it just clarifies because of the the structure of the show it's like now we're going to do a news segment and make a similar yeah. type of joke. A little more polished. Right. I think this hour's 22 minutes and Kids in the Hall are, are much more polished. This this stuff is pretty rough. <laughs> it really does have that feeling of, uh, you know, that it started with uh, theater students and as a theater production because there is that thing sometimes with, uh, like, theater students that I knew when I was in school where it's it's very easy to be... I don't think Codco is pretentious, but I mean, theater people oftentimes are, and they kind of get lost in their own, you know, like, hey, we're performing a thing, and they kind of lose sight of, like, does anyone care except you, though? <laughs> you know? This one, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, reminds me more of a Monty Python-type skits. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they come at you pretty fast. It's like they put it out there, and it's like either get it or you don't, and they don't really... Care. They don't go back and edit and perfect, and it, they just say, here it is, yeah. take it or leave it. <laughs> Which I guess that's the thing is oftentimes people, you know, use that turn of phrase, hey, you get it or you don't, meaning, though, that you should get it because it's, you know, hey, it's clever or whatever. But the other side of that is sometimes you don't. And yeah. I do quite, I feel quite, quite firmly in the camp of, yeah, like maybe it's because of the era. Maybe I really just don't get the Newfoundland sense of humor. But most of the time, it was the opposite of Kids in the Hall, 80% funny, 20% I didn't know what was going on. This one was the flip-flop, 80% I didn't know what was going on, 20% I'm like, ah, funny. You know, so I, I felt a little left out with uh, Codco, where it's like, maybe this really just isn't for me, I don't know. <laughs> and also, this is an additional thing, but it's just interesting because a lot of the point of us watching old shows is just the history of TV and stuff. 
this is just the the version that we have. I've never seen something quite like this where I thought it was just recorded off TV because you could see those VHS scan lines on the recording, but then it would have the commercial breaks. It would just have a black screen that said commercial break, two minutes, four seconds. So this is clearly the tape that they would send to the regional CBC affiliate to play, and then they would add the commercials in, but it still had, sometimes the tape would cut to whatever used to be on the tape, just like old tapes did, yes. you know? So it's like, <laughs> yes. where did this come from? And I couldn't find any information of who made these recordings, where they came from. And additionally, there's this thing where half of the Codco sketches had the laugh track and half didn't. And I can't figure out if yeah, that was intentional or if we somehow got a version that is missing half of the laugh tracks because it was perfectly paced to be able to put in the laughs. They just weren't there. Mm. So, but, but the laugh the laugh track, I didn't get the impression that it was a, a, a prepared laugh track. I thought it may have been something that was filmed before a live audience. Right. Because the laughter was very varied. It wasn't... Uh, yeah, it it wasn't that perfected laughter sometimes that you see in most uh, comedic shows. And I would just be surprised if those parts without the laughter, if that was, if that is how it was meant to be, it's very ahead of its time, very progressive. Because one show we're eventually going to have to do on this podcast is when I think of the first time a sitcom didn't have a laugh track, I always think of the Larry Sanders show, and that didn't happen until the '90s, and it was an HBO show. It wasn't a network show. So yeah, it just felt very weird for these Codcos not to have laughs, but I did some Googling and it's just not a famous enough show that anybody has was able to confirm for me. And I couldn't find any versions except these versions. So uh, either we got a weird version or they were way ahead of their time without the laugh track. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know which one. Anyway, for me, it, it held up. Uh, to what I, I vaguely remember. I enjoyed them immensely when I watched them 30 years ago. Um, I, I found them a little uh, a little different. Like not, I, I thought there was more continuity in them originally than there actually is, but I still enjoyed them immensely. And that's one of those things, too, that we bring up many times as well, is uh, just beyond the era and stuff, even just the way things were delivered at the time is different. I mean, we just watched three episodes back to back to back. That wasn't even possible initially. It was just you get one little bit and something else was on before it, something else was on after it. I think that kind of just just catching things on TV automatically made them better. It's like, ah, here's my little taste of Codco, my little taste of Kids in the Hall for the week, my little taste of whatever. Even bad shows, fucking Full House or whatever, it was still just like, oh, here's, here's my little dollop where now when you could just... I mean, I just grabbed those three, but I could have grabbed 60. We could be watching these all day, and it's just too, too and many. And if that was the last show, that, that one we just watched, that was the last show, that was kind of like maybe they were being shut down or whatever, and it's almost like they didn't care. That's definitely just a, uh, a weird thing about final episodes of sketch shows, too. I mean, final episodes of anything are weird, but sketch shows in particular, like the Kids in the Hall final episode had a sketch about Dave Foley making soup out of his own cum. <laughs> they didn't say it, but that's what it was. And uh, Hitler fucking a donkey. Do you remember that sketch? Just like, what's that terrible man doing to my job? <laughs> like, you know, they were just like, whatever. Like, yeah, we can do anything It's just now. like, let's just do whatever because yeah. it's over. And that, the, the budgels at the end, I mean, you're watching it and saying, what, what the heck is even going on here? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good example. So the Budgels sketch at the end, you know, so they run this kind of boarding house and somebody who lives there has waiting for a, a package of hash to show up and that kind of goes awry and the cops show up. So that's all a pretty reasonable setup, you know, pretty easy to understand. But this is a good example of the jumping in at the middle where at the start of that sketch, Mary Walsh is reading a Soldier of Fortune magazine and it's all about like how you should have a gun for your protection and stuff. So she basically turns into Apocalypse Now, turns into this whole side thing where she's just like this gun person. And it's like, that's not enough setup. And she's hiding out in the chimney. And that's where, that's where I'm saying it. the scenes were so dark. And uh, the, the uh, boarder, uh, Mr. Mackerel, he ends up in the chimney too. And they, then they're out on the street yeah. with the hash. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's just, well, whatever. We'll just throw anything in here. And wrap this thing up yeah it's like weird dream logic almost <laughs> so i mean i guess that's the thing too is yeah it definitely had like a nice a pleasant vibe it was like ah, oh, it's kind of fun to watch but there are times sometimes where we'll watch a show and i'm like ah, oh, you know i should go watch some more of those where i kind of feel like with codco i mean it's a a weird piece of regional comedy of its time <laughs> like i'm glad i got a little taste of it but i don't think i'll be like digging through the archives or anything <laughs> you know i would watch more of codco yeah, I mean, it's, uh, hey, CBC, if you're tuning in somehow, mm-hmm. if you somehow hear this, like, you should release this thing officially so we don't have to watch these bizarre parts with the commercials still, like, the commercial break in it and stuff. I mean, it's nice that they're available. I was reading on the uh, archive.org page, there's only three episodes missing. So, I mean, that's pretty good for uh, a Canadian show from before the internet. It's lucky there's any of them here, so... Whatever those are, whatever those, like, I really, I wish I knew the story because I feel like it's probably just some weird station from, I don't know, Listool, Ontario or something had those in the back room and somebody made copies. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the story is. But it's funny that CBC doesn't have, like, a digital archive, you know? You should be able to go on cbc.ca and just watch all this old crap. Why not? It's strange that it's not available. No, even BBC doesn't really. BBC has a thing where they'll tell you the last time something was on TV and you can watch clips, but you can't just watch the stuff. Not not sure why, but probably just because no one gives it an F, but they should. <laughs> Somebody should care. Well, there. There's uh, the eastern, most, most eastern point of Canada and its production. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at the very least, that's certainly true. You can't get, as far as comedy goes, you cannot get more Eastern Canadian than that. That is, that's the peak.